Hello, folks. Welcome out here to Texas Tailgate Mondays down here at the Lake House. My name is Dusty Motes. DJ Dugan is on vacation right now down in Padre Island, so he's enjoying himself. I'm sure he's going to listen in, doing a little quality control to make sure that we got this thing all figured out. I have a special guest with me today. My 10-year-old son, Braxton, is going to be running the mic. Braxton, how are you, buddy? Good. Good. I can tell you're as excited as I am. He's ready for it, man. Once again, before we get started, though, thank you to our sponsors, R. Watson Boots, working hard for you, some of the best boots in the business, Texas Select Beverage, non-alcoholic beers, teas, coffees, Sharps Leather Supplies, guitar straps, Hey Dudes, Dop Kits, all kinds of custom leather, and of course, smithmusic.com for all of your Texas music needs, some of the innovators of Texas music. We have a special guest tonight. We are cruising. You know it's a good night when we only have one. We only have one amazing guest tonight, and that's because we're going to make time to talk about all kinds of good stuff. Real quick, thank you to Brendan Gilman, amazing tour guitar player for Chris Colston, Holly Tucker, all these different guys, for helping us create this theme song. He's rocking. But we have the one and only... Tanner Sparks rocking with us today. Hey, hey, Dusty. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, brother. How are you been? Oh, My gosh, it has been a long time. It's been forever. It's been way too long. What are you doing, brother? Well, right now I'm just sweating. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you what, man. You got to love this weather. I'm, you know, at the it end of the day. It was actually a really pretty day earlier. I mean, it what? still is a pretty day, well, but so it wasn't too hot. It's been so inconsistent on Mondays. There have been a couple Mondays that the clouds come in. It's 85 degrees. Um... And then there's times it's hot as balls. Yeah, I went for a walk. I went for a walk <laughs> about saying. one o'clock today. I went for a walk yeah. around my neighborhood, and and it was probably eighty. Like you said, clouds were out, sun wasn't quite out. But on my way, on a long stretch back home, the sun decided to come out, and it was ended up. Well, well you know, this one here, we were sitting down talking to your manager a minute ago, and. He's, he looks like he was getting kind of green around the gills and getting sick. Oh, he was the smart one. He went up and got his brownie sundae up <laughs> and cool sat at the bar down. in the air conditioner. Yeah. And then came back down and was drinking the milk off the plate or the milk yeah. ice cream off the plate. That's the way to do it. That's my favorite summer. part. Yeah, me too, man. Well, dude, so very unscripted type situation. As I told you, man, we're on multiple radio stations today at Texas Tailgate Radio, Eagle Mountain Lake Radio, um, Texas Country Today Radio, which is the one that you were talking about with Brian. Um, but man, we're also creating a podcast. You're going to have some really cool content from That's this as neat. well that you can share. So, man, what we generally do, unscripted, we play some music, we talk, we play some music, we talk, we play some music, we talk, and we just let this thing go where it goes. Um, I have educated myself on you to the best extent of my ability in 48 hours. So I know, <laughs> I know a little bit about you. All right. Um, um, Braxton has got some loaded questions. Man, probably the kind that will surprise you the most will come out of Yahoo's mouth. But at the end of the day, man, if you got a song on deck, let's do that thing and get rocking. Yeah. Let's do Sounds it, man. That's good, man. I like, actually just finished writing this song two weeks ago. Um, I'll let it explain itself. It's called Weekend in the Country. It goes like this. Ladies and gentlemen, Tanner Sparks, come on now, make some noise. It's been a long week. I really need to unwind And it's only a matter of time Before I start acting out and getting wild And go a little crazy Really all I need is a weekend in the country to save me 
We can drink all night It's a park till the sun comes up And if I get too drunk You can find me in the bed of my truck This is your invite To come hang out with me and all of my friends Cause there's a party going down in the country this weekend This concrete jungle is enough to make a man lose his mind My buddy called me up and said he's got a good place to unwind he said there's booze and fire and don't forget to bring a four-wheel drive This weekend in the country's gonna be a damn good time We can drink all night, it's a party till the sun comes up And if I get too drunk I can sleep in the bed of my truck this is your invite to come hang out with me and all of my friends There's a party going down in the country this weekend We can drink all night, it's a party till the sun comes up If I get too drunk, I can sleep in the bed of my truck This is your invite to come hang out with me and all of my friends There's a party going down in the country this weekend there's a party going down in the country There's a party going down in the country Yeah, there's a party going down in the country This weekend Oh, there we go, man. Hey! Now, we don't even have to ask you what that song's about, do Yeah, we? it's about a party in the country <laughs> this weekend. Actually. Well, you know, the crazy part about that, all of us know what that's about, right? You know, so, yes, hey, sir. so quick observation. Um, I, in my, and this is no kidding, in my 93 episodes that we've done so far podcast, I've never seen an artist bring a Takamini guitar. Dude, I'm serious. So, so you got so history for me from me to you. I don't know if you know. I'm a '90s guy. I love '90s country music. I started playing in 1992, right? So I've been doing it a long time, and that's when Takamini is real big. What made you choose the Takamini? Because I love them. Right. So I remember as a kid, my dad had always, like not even really as a kid, but my dad's main guitar was a Takamini. I don't know why that was, but this particular guitar actually. I just went into the guitar store and I wasn't expecting to buy a guitar that sure. day. We were just stopping in Guitar Center just to yeah. hang out and get some strings and mess around, hit some time to kill or whatever. And then I found this one, we just played on this one the whole time. I was just jamming on it. It's like, you know, I won't buy this thing. And uh, 
I, it's the same color as my good buddy Jake Flint's hair, <laughs> and he just passed away <laughs> last year. Yeah. And uh, as a tribute to him, I named the guitar Jake. That's cool, man. Yes, and you- I actually wrote a song on this guitar too, so it's a good segue. I can play that song for you yeah. now. Well, you know, he's got a question, but we'll so save it till after this. Let's talk about this. So, man, I heard you talk a little bit about your dad. You come from a family mm-hmm. of musicians. Start with your dad, and then talk about all your other kinfolk. Well, it actually playing. starts with my grandpa. Well, so, so talk about where it starts, because yeah, obviously we all have stories like mm-hmm. that, right? It actually starts with my grandpa. He, It was before my time. I'm pretty sure that he had played at bass in a band. But I can't. I'm just trying to recollect stories that I've heard sure, over sure, the sure. year. But I know that he, when growing up, he owned a music store, really? and so we had all the instruments at our disposal. But like you said, my dad's a country singer, and he sings. He's been playing around. For What's his name? Britt Stokes. Oh my god! And uh, yeah. And then my two older brothers, Zach Stokes and Tyler Stokes. Yeah, I'm so, familiar with both. Know both those guys. So I've yeah. been able to uh, get. I'm the youngest, so I've been able to learn and them watch them screw up and watch them do yeah. things right you know what i mean so i've been able to bob and weave the the you, hard times for you, to you extend climb the wall don't run into exactly the wall. is that what exactly. you're saying yeah i get you exactly i try to do what they've done right and then avoid what they've done wrong but then they've also i've also got them to tell me what they've done wrong there too Dude, so what isn't that a huge, isn't that a really huge benefit? Is. yeah so uh, tell me what it's like being you know, I'm really familiar with both your brothers, and of course, now that you mentioned your dad, I know your dad's name. I've been around for a long time. I'm a, I'm a fossil. Don't tell anybody. You can tell by the why. Right? I've earned every bit of that. Yeah. You, you know, that's experience. Well, three or four years ago, it was a skunk stripe. All right. And look at it now. And he was just the cool guy. Yeah, back yeah, then. yeah, yeah. It just kind of had making this, a yeah, statement. Yeah, that's right. It was a statement. Everybody thought I bleached it, right? So, man, what's it like pl- playing? Uh, just, you know, all your brothers are all in the scene, right? Oh, yeah. And you, they're kind of doing their thing. I know your, bro- your older brother, Zach, has been in and out the last little bit. Yeah, he had a he had surgery on his vocal cord. Yeah. He's back at it now. He's full-time back yeah, at I it I saw again. that, man. He's playing some shows. But mm-hmm. what's it like being the, the youngest doing that? It's fun. I mean, it's a lot of... It's a lot of... Uh, Cool stories that I hear about my brothers. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you run into people. That oh yeah, tell you all kinds of and stuff. And then uh, it's 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 definitely a unique experience because there's not a whole lot of. I mean, there's brothers and stuff in the scene, but there's not a whole lot of families, you know. And uh, and, and it's not like we do it as a fa- like a Willie Nelson family thing. I mean, we're all making our own way. And then when well, we that's get what to I mean. what's it like to you? And I'm sure it, there's some competition, oh, friendly of competition, of course. Seeing what you're doing, which is it's neat because and me and my me and my brother Tyler were hanging out last week, and we actually kind of had this conversation to an extent. We were just like, it's not that we're in competition with each other or anything, but we're just making our own paths and making our own styles, and then. Like when Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers get together, they've got their thing going on, you know, but they've also got their own separate things, too. Well, you know, all I can think of, you know, Parker and his brother are doing the same thing, and they're both kind of trying to lift each other up. But there is something to be said about playground shit, as I call it. We're Mm -hmm. on Internet radio, so I cussed. Um, You know, when you're on the playground and everybody's running the race... Everybody yeah. runs as fast and as hard exactly. as they can because they want to get the line first. Exactly. But at the end of the ch- end of the race, you need to hug each other's neck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why it's always good to have those shows with each other, because especially when time goes by and we don't get to see each other's bands or something, and yeah. then we get to because actually me and Tyler were on a festival together at the beginning of June, 
And so he came down. I played the day before him. He came down early, hung out with us, sure. saw my band, and we stayed late and saw his cool. band. So and it was the first time in a year or two that we've got to actually see each other's band. That's probably interesting, too. Because a lot right? of times we get when we do get together, it's just acoustic stuff, and we jam acoustic. And you guys are drastically different in styles. Mm-hmm. It's like dra- like like it's hard I, you can tell you're related by face right. and, and and you know you are I, I would say you're the youngest but you're not the smallest you're the no. largest yeah well i'm the tallest I, that's what i meant by that right we're, we're not we're not talking about laying down <laughs> right, we're right, talking about right. standing on your feet yeah, if we're standing up i'm the biggest <laughs> well you know i'm one of the ones that can lay down and be pretty tall myself <laughs> so well, it's the pot calling the kettle black that's my that's my belly going hanging up but yeah so it's i'm sure that's interesting um, you were talking a little bit about Jake Flint. We got time. If you want to transfer, yeah, tell man, me the I'll, story behind that. I'll play this song for you. Uh, so Jake Flint's a good was a good buddy of mine. He still is to this day. But he had passed away uh, last November. But so when I was nineteen, uh, I met Jake Flint at the Texas Country Music uh, at the Texas Regional Radio Report, the Future Faces show. I met oh, him cool. in twenty seven in twenty eighteen. I think it was. And uh, we hit it off. I thought I knew him already because we hit it off. So, and I was like, Chemistry, where are you from, Chemistry, dude? Yeah. Because, and then it turns out he's like, no, I don't know you. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, we're just good friends already. Just hit it off. Kindred spirits is what That's we were. That's how Brad and I are, by the yeah. way. Yeah, he's and easy to do that with. Exactly. He's one of those guys, too. And uh, for some reason, I mean, Jake's in his 30s and I was 18, but he took me under his wing, wanted me to, wanted to help me out. And he, uh, he took me on my first out-of-state run to New Mexico. We went to Red River, New Mexico, and played a week. And then he took me to Steamboat for the Music Fest. And uh, so that we had made all kinds of memories over those two weeks. And then just countless other times just hanging out on the road and whatnot. And so when he passed away, I really wanted to write a song for him and for his wife, Brenda. But uh, it was hard. It just I mean, it's hard sure, to write sure. a song like that. But... I bought this guitar, and then the song just came out. I was like, I decided I was going to name it Jake, and then the song came out. That's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, So this one's called uh, Another Day Without You. It goes like this. I woke up angry on a sunny day. I don't know why I still feel this way, but I do. Another day without you I couldn't help it, I just had to cry Look to the heavens and wonder how I'd get through Another day without you There ain't a reason or rhyme to say Sometimes life just can't be explained how I wish it wasn't true Another day without you Since you've been gone, my world ain't been the same It feels like someone came along and painted the whole thing blue Another day without you Well, I go through the motions and I fake a smile Most times it ain't easy, but I know that's what you want me to do Another day without you Well, there ain't a reason no 
I'm just saying sometimes life just can't be explained How I wish it wasn't true Another day without you Sometimes life just can't be explained How I wish it wasn't true Another day without you Man, what a cool tune, man. Thank That's you. awesome, bro. Yeah, I wrote that, and I actually pretty much wrote that one for Brenda. And I sent it to her, and I sent her a picture of the guitar, and I was like, hey, I just bought this guitar yesterday, and I wanted to let you know I decided to name it Jake. Yeah. And then I sent her the song, and uh, she sent me a really pretty message. I can't remember quite what she said, but it did the job, I suppose. Man, you know, at the end of the day, there's always something endearing about tunes like that, right? You know, because and then the magic that happens like when you bought the guitar, that, that's just, that's not normal, right? right? It just so, right. it's kind of cool that that was meant to be. Man, have you gotten any comparison to Ryder Grimes at all? No, but I love Ryder. I mean, he's... Y'all sound a little bit alike. I think so, too. Whenever we uh, we play together sometimes, he's opened up a couple shows for me, and we've done some benefits and stuff and done song swaps, and it's always a good There's time. There's some similarities, yeah. You know, I was reading something about he's he's got some big tour that he's talking about announcing for the 26th, and I've known his dad for a long, long, long time. Oh, yeah, time. his dad's a good dude, yeah. too. Yeah, so it's, it's funny that... That, that your vocal style is very similar. It's different, but it's similar. Right. There, I, I think it's a tone thing. It's maybe a little bit deeper than mine. I don't know. I, maybe, but... I'm not going to say deeper, but like you said, the it's tone, a tone It's it. a different yeah. tone. There's a different frequency. But yeah, that's, that's, a, that's cool. So, Braxton was sitting there talking about how hot it was. What were you going to talk about? Well, you have a song named Pool. I do Can have a pool song. Can you tell us about that? So, actually, when I wrote the Pool song, I was driving to Oklahoma for a gig... And I wrote the pool song for the cruise. I, I go on the Texas Country Music Cruise every year. I've been on it every year since 2018, except for the years that the COVID hit and we weren't able to sail. And I actually met these fine folks here on the cruise. I met these fine folks here on the cruise, I know, too. man. I love it when people show up and support. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. by the way. And uh, so I met them on the cruise in 2018 and them on the cruise in 2023. So the cruise has been a huge deal. It's been good to you. Yeah, it's yeah. been good to me. So, uh and so the last cruise, I was slotted to play at the pool party. And I was like, you know, I got to have a pool song. I got to write a pool song. So I'm driving to Oklahoma in my van, and it's hot in the middle of summer. And I'm like, now's a good time to write one. So, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was a song I wrote within probably an hour of the drive. I just sang it into my uh, voice memos on my phone. And that the way, that's a cool way to do it. I, we'll, I'm pretty we'll, sure that I stopped at a guitar center on the way so I could put some music to it and make yeah. sure I was doing it right. Yeah. And then... Uh, and this is what came of it. I'll play it for you right Braxton now. Was, Braxton was talking about how hot it was, and he saw the pool song on the list when we were doing our homework today. Yeah. Yeah, he thought that was a good time. So, so man, you, you make sure you have your questions ready. It is, a great, it is a great summertime song. It's a great one to sit out by well, the pool. I remember when this too. came out with Smith. I've been working with DJ, doing this thing for about almost two years. And, and we then, got it out at radio, so y'all probably yeah, spin it. And yeah, well, well the crazy part about it was is we – We've been working. I, I remember when it came out. I remember liking it. And, you know, I see all the stuff he puts out. We, and then if there's something really interesting, he sends it to me. It's a cheesy song. It's not Dude, something that I Dude, but you know what? I there's, there's n- 
Hey, man, listen. So, dude, if you've ever li- if you ever listen, you can go back and I swear I talk about this all the song. Songs don't have to be wrist litter, bridge jumper, yeah. sad. Country music's exactly. fun too. Exactly. And that's some- the thing is that it's just cheesy enough. To, it's not it's not too cheesy, but it's just cheesy enough that you put a little uh, put a little little sauce on it. Yeah, and eat, eat yeah, it and then it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, here's the pool song, Braxton. Here's the pool song. It's been a long, hard day. Work didn't go my way. A boss man's got me about to lose my cool. I punched that nine to five. Now the rest of this day is mine. Just in time, the water's fine. I'll be by the pool. You can find me by the pool. I'll be by the pool. Ice cold beer in the water tastes better than sitting on a stool. The temperature is high, so am I. Trying to play it cool, acting like a fool. I'll be by the pool. I'm done working for the man. I'll be working on my tan. Baking in the sun at 104 degrees But if it gets any hotter I'm gonna dive on in the water There ain't nothing better to keep my mind at ease You can find me by the pool I'll be by the pool Ice cold beer in the water tastes better than sitting on a stool Temperature is high, but so am I. Trying to play it cool, acting like a fool. I'll be by the pool. You can find me by the pool. I'll be by the pool. Cold beer in the water tastes better than sitting on a stool. The temperature is high, but so am I. Hey, hey, trying to play it cool, acting like a fool. I'm in by the pool. Yeah, the temperature is high, but so am I. Trying to play it cool, acting like a fool. I'll be by the pool. Man, there you go. There's a pool song there. There you go, buddy. So what? What you you were asking me something a minute ago? What were you asking me? What's your favorite line in that song and why? My favorite line in the song is it's a tough one because there's a bunch of bunch there's of fun, some fun lines, ones, yeah. But my favorite line in that song is probably the uh, ice cold beer in the water tastes better than sitting on a stool. That's what I was. <laughs> that's the one that got me too. Because because when I I, mean, I don't know where that came from. I, I just when I said it, I was like. Well, it's kind of well. It rhymes with pool. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it's true. I mean, it tastes pretty dang good in the water. You know, so it's interesting. You played a couple different songs. The first song was really up tempo. The second, the second was um, 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 a tribute to Jake. And then you just played the third. So, man, where do you get your inspiration from, man? It, it, it's it's interesting. Stuff. It's interesting. I love kind of hearing everybody's kind of take on it. 
all kinds of different stuff. Uh, life mainly, just living, but not just my life, but other people's lives too. I mean, like I've written some songs about situations that my brothers were in that they could have written songs about and they probably did, but I just, I felt like, oh, I could write a song about that too. And, uh, and it's cool. Like when my brother went through his breakup, I wrote a song called Consider Me Dead. And I guess I'll play it next. <laughs> well, you know, so, Zach? Well, this one was about Tyler's breakup. But oh, yeah, yeah. So I forgot too. they both went through one. Mm-hmm. And I, so I've known your, both your brothers long enough. I think mm-hmm. I've known both their girlfriends, yeah, too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the scene, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. And almost, it's not public. But no, because we're all kind of family, but, it's yeah, public exactly, enough. Exactly. You just know, like, when something's not right. But then, uh, yeah, For sure. For sure. Well, that's, man, it's interesting to hear everybody's writing process. You know, some people are very systematic. Well, um, sometimes you, I'm just like, well, crap, I really need to write a song. And then I try to write a song. But that's when I write a verse and a chorus, and then I don't well, write Dude, isn't that. it funny how that works? Like, like, I was actually, I actually got a cut that's going to be out from in like two weeks from an artist out of East Texas that, man, I'd written this chorus and he'd come to my house. And, man, we were laughing. So think about how odd. And you tell me if you've got something like this, too. He hears the chorus, and it, the song is called That Summer and You, and I play the chorus. And it's, man, you can tell. It's it's not pop country, but it's it could clo- be. It's, it's 90s. <laughs> right, yeah. Modernized. Like pool song. Yeah, mo- modernized 90s. Yeah. Well, dude, he goes, I'm going to cut that song. I'm like, man, I haven't finished it. Well, I started working on it, and I'd send it off to people. I do a lot of writing by text message. Yeah, Everybody's, no. you know, because, man, you, we'll have hard. to We'll have to do some writing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. get together. So it's yeah. hard, yeah. Send us a voice memo. Yeah. Send the chords. That's exactly. And Brad send Russell. Send me what you got. Well, so you're sitting in front of that, that sign, Lake, that song, Lake and It Easy. Brad co-wrote that with me. Right. We did that over text message. Awesome. And then I've got another song on, on well, two, actually, on this new album that we're working on. That was it. But anyway, not getting out, out in the weeds, but it was kind of interesting, you know, he comes, we go to Ireland, and I had a verse and a chorus and about a half a verse and no bridge, right? And so what winds up happening is you, we're in Ireland in the U.K. on that little run we did about a month and a half ago. The pub crawl? Yeah, that, well, we, we just did, we did our own. Oh, that was last, that was like that, last month, wasn't this it? Was like, yeah, we, How did that go? I, dude, it went great. You know, Brad was supposed to go, and he had something come up and uh, couldn't go. But, I should have called me. I would have went. Well, I, I know, no kidding. Well, what was crazy was you get off schedule, right? And so... We couldn't sleep, and so I'm up at 3.30 in the morning, and What's I'm in the there. the time difference over there? Well, dude, it's like eight hours difference, oh, wow. and this was when we're in the U.K., right? And so we got done with this festival, and I'm in there, and I'm tinkering around. Well, we get up, and they give me one line, and then they give me a chord. Well, dude, we kind of added some stuff to it, and then I come back, and I finish it. Well, dude, he's already gotten to the studio, and it's going to be done, and it'll be out but it was done just like that, what you were talking about with like yeah. the verse and chorus. Have you had any songs that you've had anybody cut or anything that's similar to that? I haven't had any cuts yet from anybody else, but I have uh, the Lucas Jagno and his brother. I do some songwriting with those guys, and we've been we've done one song. We've written one song together, and I had a verse and a chorus. I sent it to them, and then his brother Tobin had sent me back uh, the second verse, which... Uh, I think I had sent like a first verse and a second verse, but it was real short. It was one of those real short ones. And then so it's one of those three verse songs, you know. So Tobin wrote the third verse, I guess, which would be the second verse because the first verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, sometimes they swap. Yeah. Sometimes the verses swap, right? right? Yeah. And then and then uh, and then in the group chat, here comes Lucas with the with the <laughs> final verse. 
<laughs> and then I already had the chorus, so I was like, I sent them back the song with both their verses on it and my verse was all together. Has, have they cut it at all? We haven't cut it yet or nothing. I don't think. I think that they had just put out a, a project. So I yeah, don't know you know it's. Uh, that that was pretty fortunate because he was working on something and he was needing something and it's mm-hmm. dude it's it was done down at Rosewood and oh, and nice. I was I was got to do a little bit of help on the not necessarily production but kind of pointing in the direction of how the song's going to go like pre production right. yeah with the with and the writers here well this kid's got a low voice like y'all you know who, and who so it's it? uh, Jake Jake Williams okay L- I tw- think that I just actually met him at a crawfish bowl a couple months ago you did. That is so. Jake and I do a bunch. He's so got a good voice. Small world, small world. Um, Jake and I cross paths. I do his radio promotion for him, like oh, that last cool. song. That nothing about that. That was me. They got on all of the charts, and then got. A, I think it was number two in Australia. That's me. Nice. So again, I've kind of met, and, and man, I kind of he's kind of young, and so kind of taking him, kind of like what you're talking about with Jake, kind of mm-hmm. taking him under my wing, and he's actually going to cut. Three of my songs, I think it is. Yeah, uh, we played with him. He's got a great voice, yeah. good style, good yeah. sound. He's got a good look. I mean, yeah, he's well, got, yeah, he don't he, go a long yeah, way. Yeah, well, dude, and listen, man, have you ever seen his band live? No, I haven't <laughs> had a chance to do that. So he, I've stayed at his house multiple times, and, and I knew he was he liked Elvis, but he's got pictures of his career, and as a little guy, he's dressed up like Elvis. He does like a whole section of Elvis songs in the middle of his show. That's and it's cool. killer. Like, dude, I've seen bras and stuff fly up on the stage because it's like Elvis. Elvis, man. And then, you know, and, and, and so I'm kind of involved in his social. You're not lying, dude. He gets hit. There's, yeah. there's people he's, hitting him all the time. He's good, man. Yeah, man. And, he, and he, you know what? Take all that away. Good dude. Oh, he's a great guy. Very, Real very humble. nice. Well, that's cool that you met Real him. We, we all need to get together. For We've sure. been doing some songwriting like what you're talking about. But so I'll tell you something. Let's go, let's. Let's stay on the songwriting topic because I think there's something I've been trying to start, but I also want to get your vibe on him. So Matt Hillier was telling, I'm friends with Abel of Squeezebox Bandits. Uh-huh. And, and I know Matt, but I don't know him as well as Abel. Abel and them have done a couple projects together. So I'm Matt's good friends in, with Austin. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he actually helped produce my first record. Oh, cool, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another story. I know you're doing some stuff at War Room, so mm-hmm. I want to talk about that too. Um, what's funny is, is that Matt's doing this like, they have to write a song every week, and they have to turn it in to this group of people. And you right. have to do it. If you don't do it, you get kicked out. Yeah, that's cool. And so it's like fifty-two songs a year, and you know, yeah, I mean, you they know, don't the, have to be good. I mean, no, you, good it, it, what, it's just making yourself do it. Yeah. They were telling me that they've lost like four or five people out of the group, but I kind of want to start that. Yeah, I mean, where we're kind of accountable. Yeah, and, yeah, it makes you accountable for songwriting. Yeah, and it's like, and even if you co-write, no matter what it is, bro, as long just do you got it. A song at the end. Wait, have you ever been involved in anything like no, that? No, I haven't. That'd be neat. That would be. Well, and and, and just, here's the thing: like one of the reasons why I like writing text, and you'll probably like this too. Sometimes, man, we are. I'm kind of opinionated. Oh yeah. So I don't yeah. have to be uncomfortable with somebody exactly. when they send something back. I can just go. Hey, uh, hey. I'll just give them a. Uh. <laughs> You know, it's funny how that works. Mo- I've got another. But guy if you're in person, it's like, oh yeah, let's let's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember TC Fambro, Kyle Fambro? No, I don't. Kind of a, a, so. a Texas artist from about seven years ago. I've got three or four songs that we've done together that are on. I wrote a song that actually has Squeezebox Bandits on it called Fender Bender, which is a tribute to Freddie Fender. Cool. But man, that's how we write. Yeah. And that that summer, new I sent it to him, and he doesn't know this yet, but. I just, everything he sent me, I just scrapped it all because <laughs> it just wasn't my it vibe. Happens, it man. wasn't Sometimes my vibe. You got to do that, huh? 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, now but, I know. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, that wound up being turning out to be a really... And there was one line in it that's really cheesy. He kinda, was going to find out sooner well, or later. Well, bro, anyway. yeah, there was no question, <laughs> right? But we ha- we're on the same publishing company. We're, we're all with Smith. I right. don't know if you know yeah. Smith. Smith yeah. does oh, publishing, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. There's one line in there that was kind of a um, R&B... Kind of like you can think of these little doo-wops like the four tops doing this line. Right. And he took it out, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Once you get rid of that you line. the line. Yeah, you cross the line. I'm out. But anyway. So cool, man. Well, so you've got a bunch of stuff on. I know Lighting Up an Old Flame is one. Um, Good Intentions, Playing the Role. We talked about the pool song. I know you've got a whole album that's coming out. I know Living a Nightmare was in 2021. Yes, sir. Um, I'm really excited about this new record, yeah, too. Yeah, let's it's talk gonna about that. Called, we're going to call it Life on the Road. Uh, the title track it's called Life on the Road. And is Dustin Hendricks producing it? Yes, sir. Oh, cool. He's cool. uh he's doing putting in some work. It's gonna be it probably some of the best stuff that we've released. Man, I I saw him the other night. I was I was at the, uh, I played with the Whites of Texas out of, in Hanks and McKinney, mm-hmm. and he, he and Aubrey had come out. And I don't know them, mm-hmm. but I saw them. And I, if I'd have known, I would have talked to them. And oh, been, yeah. I didn't. I would. I knew you were coming. Right. I'd have found out kind of his take on this deal too. Yeah, I love working with him. It's real, real chill. The, the studio's at their house. They built their house around their studio, so. They well, he's country too, and mm-hmm. he? he's mm-hmm. really—you could tell the way he liked the whites exactly. of Texas. He loved kind of honky tonk, kind of the and old I like style working Texas. Working with him because he comes up with great ideas, and but he's also a musician too. Like he—he he plays the drums, he plays the bass, he plays. I use all my own guys, but they're all open to him help, like telling them what to do. When we go in there, it's, I just like, hey guys, if we haven't, when we're, if we're playing the song live. Don't get married to whatever you're doing because we're going to go in there and dissect it and make it. Yeah, and, and you put better. some ho- signature hooks. Exactly. <clears throat> so, is that the only place that you've recorded at? No, I've recorded. Uh, I've actually, when I first started, I did a lot of the stuff myself. I went to Media Tech Institute after I graduated high school and learned how to do some audio engineering stuff. So, I did some recording up there at school. And then when I graduated from there, actually, I didn't graduate from there. I was one semester short from graduating from there. But, uh, when I got when I dropped out of there, <laughs> understand. I, I had started my own little deal, and then I started working with Billy Herzig. He did. He wrote a song for Earl Thomas Conley, and it went number one. It's called "Right from the Start." Know that song. Love and, that song uh, too. And that's when I got connected with Austin, and he helped produce my. I would. I know it's. Gar, I would, I want to try to say his last name, but I'm gonna butcher it. But it's Austin Gardea, I think. Yeah. But, and. Uh, Thank you very much. Austin's absolutely man. He's, he's great, amazing. Great and bass they, they, um, he did well, a little bit of the bass on that, and then he helped me produce because he was the uh, like interning for Billy at the time. And uh, so we did the first record. It was Music for the Soul, but I actually rebranded it. It's called A Simple Way of Thinking now because I don't know why. I just decided to yeah, re- yeah, yeah. rename it. Well, that, that happened. So let me ask you this. You know, and, and of course, I know I love talking, and there, there's really only a couple people here, so. I love getting the information for the podcast. Right. Um, what? So you worked in how many different studios? So I've been. So I've done a lot of myself in different places. So I like three different times, but I did the engineering and stuff myself. And then I've worked with uh, Bart Rose at Fort Worth Sound. Love him to death. And then, but me and Dustin got connected in 2016. I was in high school, and, and we met at the Rusty Weir competition they used to do out at Love and War in Plano. And uh, so that's actually, even before that, it was the Texas Music Showdown at the White Elephant in 2015. And I was, I had no business being a part of it. I was 16 years old. I didn't have a Oh, you had yet, business. But, and uh, Tin and Tonic blew that thing out of the water. Old Tin Travis, he killed it. 
And uh, I met him and Chuck Ligon that night. But I also met Dustin and Aubrey that night. And then we actually got connected years, reconnected years later, which I'd always wanted to work with him. But I just had it in my head that I was just a kid and nobody wanted to work with me. I just had a lot of mental stuff I had to get sure, through. Sure, man. Growth. And then finally, whenever I came around and hit him up, he's like, dude, I'd love to work with you. And then, so now we're just making magic in there. And so, I'll, has that been your favorite experience thus far? Doing yeah, music? I just like it's real relaxed and real chill, and the stuff that comes out is, and we're real creative. It's real creative. Like we're coming up with a lot of cool stuff that I wouldn't have done anywhere else, just because it's so. We're we're just putting our heads together, and then yeah. bringing out a really good product. We started working with him. Uh, we did Promise Two. And then Lighten Up an Old Flame. and then the That's a song. great song. Lighten Up an Old Flame is a great song. Thank you. We actually got second place in the Jack Daniels Bar Bands competition. We won $1,000 with that song. Oh, yeah. We was just a few votes for winning $10,000. But, hey. <laughs> hey, man, $1,000. $1,000 so, is $1,000. I went and recorded two more singles. Well, you know, so it's interesting. It's interesting to me. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot, DJ is an advocate for as an independent artist, especially when you're trying to figure out where you're going and what you're doing. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You have an idea, but, man, sometimes you just haven't found exactly what it is that you're looking for. When you find the right producer, it's a game changer. Well, and, and sometimes, man, so, you know, my experience, and you tell me what this is at, like, you know, I've recorded at probably 14 or 15 different places in my life. Had the fort- I've been fortunate enough I did some stuff in Nashville when I was younger. But, man, since being here, I've got four or five places that I've recorded, and I've found that every time I went somewhere else – it kind of stretched my limits. Right. And, man, the other thing I found is if I was trying to accomplish something and I was looking for something that was a different style or a different texture, I could go there and it would still be me, but it would push my limits, and then it would be something really different. Like, I've got a pretty much a rock record coming out, just that's, a single. That's what I love about Dustin's yeah. stuff is because, like, right now, we just finished tracking uh, lead guitars, so, and we did a bunch of lead guitar stuff. So right now, like if I showed you my tracks that I've got, it's real rocking. But in the next couple of weeks, we're going in and throwing some fiddle on there, some steel, cool. some keys. Well, your stuff has been real traditional. From I say traditional, it has traditional feel with exactly. modernized production, old fashioned country music. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And this new stuff is the the this new album is going to be really geared for our. That's live exciting. Show. It's so is really it is it more up tempo and kind of yeah, more, more kind more of in your face partying music? The Living a Nightmare record was really sad, and. Uh, I, I, that was all the songs that I wrote when my high school sweetheart and I broke up. So Dude, I was like, I want to damn get high those. school sweethearts. They create all I kinds of stuff. I wanted to get those out so that way she could hear them on the radio. I'd be like, dang, I really fucked up, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> she didn't hear them ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You got it out of your system, exactly. right? Exactly. And now we're putting out songs like Lighting Up an Old Flame and like the Pool song. And then we've well, got whatever, songs. That, what, that first song, you, what was the first song called that you played? The one that you played when you got here? Uh, Weekend in the Country. Dude, that's shit, the one that's I just a, finished last That is a weeks. redneck. It can be a country song. Yes, it can sir. cross commercial boundaries. That's actually it. one that I wrote about a festival that we play called Weekend in the Country. Oh, so. That's cool, man. They may Maybe they'll use that as that's a theme what, song. I'm, I'm hoping so. That'll be a neat deal. Well, cool. Well, what do you got up your sleeve you want to play now, man? We've been this talking for a minute. Here, so we've been talking about my new record. Whenever you put the CD in the CD player, this will be the first song you hear. And since we're on internet radio, I'm not going to censor it. It's not that bad. It's just no, man, word. you're good. Well, and at the end of the day, man, again, we're not on terrestrial... This one's based on a true story. It's, uh, we took a trip to Colorado last year to play the rodeo in Kiowa. And this is what happened. 
Bus call 8 a.m. going on the road again. Bound to come early, but we gotta make it to the next show. Driving down the highway, only about an hour away. Engine losing power, now we're breaking down in Amarillo. Oh, no, no. I had to catch a ride from a fella named Rick, but we made it to the show and it went on without a hitch. A trip without problems can't be done. He's had a problem, can't be fun Take a deep breath, cause life ain't fair If you lose your cool, you won't get nowhere Didn't anybody tell you life's a bitch? Hold on tight, it'll roll on without a hitch Next day, interstate, now the bus is running great Hadn't had a problem, which is awesome Cause we're making good time We just blew a trailer tire, hit a piece of barbed wire Couldn't find a spare anywhere that really put us in a bind Yeah, we finally found a tire and made the switch Then drove down the road and it went on without a hitch A trip without problems can't be done Said a problem can't be fun Take a deep breath cause life ain't fair If you lose your cool you won't get nowhere Didn't anybody tell you life's a bitch Hold on tight and roll on without a hit Trip without problems can't be done. You said a problem can't be fun. Take a deep breath, cause life ain't fair. If you lose your cool, you won't get nowhere. Didn't anybody tell you that life's a bitch? Hold on tight and roll on without a hit. Bus call it in, going on the road again, bound to come early, but we gotta make it to the next show. Yeah. Dude, I like that. Up tempo. So it sounds like you got some party songs coming on. Oh, yeah. That's good, man. Well, what's cool about this record, we're gonna do a full length. We're doing an 11 song record, so I've got a bunch of up tempo stuff. I got a. I got a song called Blank Check that I'm really excited about. Yeah, playing. let's play. We got a little bit of time. We can yeah, play I'll that. I'll play it for you, too. Well, right. Well, so uh, tell me a little bit about. Um, I know he's got a question in store too, but tell me a little bit about the the. You, know, you have blank check. What else? What else do you have on there? That's so we've got some slower songs too. We've got uh, if I told you a slower tune. I got another song called California that I'm really excited about, and uh, it's a song like I hate song titles that are like that, like Dallas or California or Mississippi, like just a state or a title. But and I but I wrote one. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> well, dude, you know, I'm like that, but sometimes that single word leaves well, a lot exactly, to the imagination. Exactly, and that's what's about this song. It's not like a song about Cal. It's not like a song you would think it was, but it's a song about how us Texans are like, oh, I don't want to go to California or whatever. But like, 
So the premise is my wife booked a plane ticket, and we were, she's like, oh, well, if you come, we'll, we'll have a good time. And then it's like the course is I never thought I'd fall in love with California. It's gorgeous. It's pretty Where'd y'all soft. go? We never did. Man, <laughs> I don't know why so I wrote man, that if you've ever, if you ever go to San Diego or up in Northern California, you know, I don't know if you've seen some of those, I don't know if you've seen some of the Netflix Stuff where they the illegal weeds grown, yeah. you know. Have you seen what is that documentary called? I think it's like weeds or something. Yeah, it's dude. It's crap. Well, anyway, man, the mountains there are gorgeous, man. Well, so, so, so that was another one of those songs that I wrote driving down the road in the car. It was like, it, and what was funny is I was like, man, I hate songs like that go like this. And then I said, I never thought I'd fall in love, with California. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta write that. Well, that's a great line, man. Exactly. And you know, sometimes like stuff like that, and if just that line right there. It's very simple, but it says a lot. I'll play that one for you next. Yeah, this is actually probably going to be our, either this one or Blank Check's going to be our lead single off the album. Well, what did you have up your sleeve? What were you going to ask What did you have for me, brother? What's your spirit animal? My spirit animal. <laughs> probably, probably a uh, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> the Jack Black character. Dude, Kung Fu Panda. Do you, do you know the one that's kind of goofy and then winds up kicking everybody's yeah, exactly. ass? Exactly, that's me. Is that you? <laughs> that's funny. Hey, what did what did we've had somebody say a liger? You know, I guess, I guess that's off. Uh, what yeah. is it? Napoleon it's Dynamite. What did, and somebody said a pug. So Pug Johnson was here with us. Oh yeah, night. he's got to be a pug. Oh yeah, I he's got to be a pug. He's. A, I met him at Steamboat. Killer man. So good, bro. So good. So man, good. Hank Williams reinvented. Oh Like yeah. a modernized. Yeah. He's got a good. Good sound. Pug we, Johnson and the Hounds. Dude, and and that stuff there, you know, don't haggle me. My <laughs> just makes there's you laugh. soul in it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a song that he released. I don't mean to go off on a tangent. He's got one that's kind of a, a dark song, and I think it's written in A minor, and it goes from the A minor to the G to the F, and it's mm. got this... And it's and it's got some like R and B feel that's really good, and you wouldn't expect right. that coming from him. I mean, he's was a cool, one, good hang too, man. Oh, he's, he's a good hang, hang, great player, fun conversation, lots of big personality, he's a character, and, yeah, and little bitty body, yeah, you know, big he's a personality, character. big body, little body. But that's cool, man. And what else were you gonna ask him? Who's influenced you the most? So, in general, I'd have to say it's my two brothers that have influenced me more than anybody else because. I mean, even when it's not coming to music, uh, well, if it wasn't for Zach picking up a guitar, then I don't know that me or Tyler probably would have. I mean, maybe they would. I don't yeah. want to speak for Tyler, but, yeah. I mean, our dad plays, but if it wasn't for Zach doing it, then I don't know that I would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, but musically, I'm, I'm a huge Merle Haggard guy, George Jones, old-fashioned country music, traditional country. I've been really big on Travis Tritt and uh, Randy Travis lately. And well, you know, you can kind of hear, and, and Braxton, do you know any of those guys that he was talking about, like Merle Haggard, Randy Travis, Travis Tripp? You can hear that in your voice, and so it's interesting. I, I've i kind of figured Merle is one of my favorite all-time singers. You got Merle on my arm here. That's awesome, dude. It looks more like Freddy Krueger, but... <laughs> it's pretty good. Who did that one? This is actually a buddy of mine from high school. His name's Ryan Ramon. He lives out in Cedar Creek Lake. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys... So, that's interesting. I have seen your brother... What is that place called? Um, Whiskey River Saloon? Uh-huh. Uh, your brother's played there a bunch. My yep. mom lives in Maybank. Oh, really? That's so I've where seen him on, I've seen him on the sun. Barrel, which yeah. is right down the road. You live there now? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Well, so you're I've graduated from Eustis, and then I've lived a little bit of everywhere over the last seven years or so. And then uh, we, me and my wife, I got married in November, and then my wife and I got a house actually in 2020 before we got married. 
So we've been living in Tool, Texas, right outside of Gun Barrel City, but it's tiny if you blink. Well, I know we're, I knew, man, it's an inter- interesting. Man, beautiful homes for very yeah, cost man. effective Anytime prices. You're ever around there, come hit me I up. need to we'll hit you fishing. up. Yeah, that's well, you know, my brother, my brother's there, my mom's there. And so we, uh, I was down there, man, two weeks ago visiting mom. So I didn't even know that's where you were. But I've seen your brother, that's name on the marquee there. And, you know, it's interesting. There's a couple little beer joints that are oh, yeah, great for acoustic hangs. Yep, they're yeah. perfect. I wish there was a few more spots for full band stuff around there. But. You know, what's the one? There's a, there's another place that's there that's a full band. Is it, um, oh, my gosh. And it is a, a hole. But, yeah, man. It, uh, it, it's not. I don't think it's open right now. But it, well, it's actually the people that had the Whiskey River have bought, if it's what I think you're talking yeah. about, they bought that bar. Yeah. And they're they're redoing it and turning it. Well, cool. Getting it back because it was a big bar for huge artists coming well, through like did, did, did for a long time. Yeah, Willie we, Nelson those guys have come through but then it just got I don't know if it was the money thing but well, I did you know how this around there you know were, how this is man yeah. right and when also you're de- so I say this affectionately I live on a lake and anytime you live on a lake there's lake yeah you know what exactly. I mean and lake people exactly they're great and they're fun but lake people are different Mm-hmm. You know, they're different creatures of habits. It is, it is a different. It is a different I call them. Li- I call them. They're, they're lake rats here, bro. Yeah, yeah. And they're fun. Yeah, and you sure. know, you got we then, got Cedar Creek lake rats. Well, and hey, and you always have a couple different sides of the lake. You got oh, this yeah. side, and you got the good that side. side. The bad yeah, side. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. That side's a little messed up. I wouldn't go over there, <laughs> dude. It's funny you say that. Do you know Bubba Wesley? So Bubba and I his do. all his. Have you heard his song "All Messed Up"? I'm all messed up. Uh-uh, I don't think I heard that. <laughs> like Mike Tyson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he wrote a song about living on a lake down in Houston. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a lake thing. I don't Dude, it is. And the, and it's interesting that doing math and going to the lake. I don't well, know. Well, there's there's the the other <laughs> Write side. A song about it. Well, the other side is that here. You know, you but you got you got your designer drugs on this side. Right. You right. know what I'm talking about? Rich man. Everybody's drugs. doing some shrooms and some eggs <laughs> and blow. Right. <laughs> you know? A little bit of and, uh, high dollar stuff. <laughs> So you're about to play us another song. What you got? Yeah, man, I'll do that California tune I was talking about. There's my capo I was looking for a minute ago. So this one's on the new record. Like I said, either this song or the Blank Check song is going to be our lead single off this record. But uh, this song's called California. Let me tune this guitar up before I play it because then it won't be as pretty. But this is another one of those songs that I wrote a verse and a chorus, and I sat on it for about a year because I'd never been to California. I, I mean, I don't know that about California, and I was like, you know, maybe I ought to, maybe I just need to go to California before I can write this thing. So let me ask you this: so before you get started, is there also some stigma about being in Texas and worrying that you wrote a song about California? Oh yeah. So, bro, I got to tell you. So it's funny. That's why I'm asking. I have a song called holding on that i wrote about and it's a, it's a 90 sound song but it there's a there's there's a, a line that says though california night those Cal, it, the california lights the nights down in malibu right and dude i literally changed it because you're like to corpus christi like yeah. because i'm thinking dude what kind of persecution am i gonna get because well, i'm thinking about I california was, when i wrote this song i was like man how am i gonna well when i name it i'm just gonna have to tell a little story like 
So well, dude, you f- do me a favor, fight the power, because I was too chicken shit it to do it. Speaks for itself. <laughs> but I, I literally was too chicken shit to do it. So I had wrote the verse in the chorus, and I was like, "Man, that's a really good song." But I've never been to California, so I don't like. I have I don't know what to come up with a second verse or whatever. And then uh, so I tried to hit. I sent it to three or four different people, but nobody would finish it for me. But I wanted it to be. Maybe on they're my, scared of California right, too. Right, <laughs> exactly. I wanted it to be on my record, though. I was like, "It's that good. I want well, it to be on my that, record." Yeah, so, so the like, melody you know was solid, huh? I couldn't sleep one night, and so it was like four in the morning. I was like, "I want." I got up out of bed. I was like, "Grab my guitar. I'm gonna finish this damn song," and I finished it. And it goes like this. She booked a 747 from Dallas to L.A. She forced me to go with her. I didn't have a say. She said we'd have a good time if I'd let my guard down. Once we'd seen the ocean, then I might come around. There was a part of me that died when we touched down in California But the sparkle in her eyes Made everything else worth it We took a cab out to the ocean Where the water meets the land and Put our cares behind us Made love in the sand I never thought I'd fall in love with California they tell us all the way her hair blows in the breeze And the way the moonlight shines In her deep blue eyes California doesn't seem so bad to me out by the water as I held you in my arms. It's a night that I'll remember till my final days are gone. And I've heard all those stories about the California quakes. But baby, when you kiss me, I feel my whole world shake. I never thought I'd fall in love with California Until I saw the way her hair blows in the breeze And the way the moonlight shines In her deep blue eyes California don't seem so bad to me I found a different point of view since I got to LA and a new appreciation for the California Bay. I never thought I'd fall in love with California until I saw the way her hair blows in the breeze. And the way the moonlight shines In her deep blue eyes California don't seem so bad to me 
California. Yeah, I love on that major seventh, man. Yeah, there. There's something about that. That's a great song, man. Thank I'm buddy. glad you finished that. that yeah, is, see, I was like, the chorus was just too good for me not to put it on my record. So well, that's not playing. something you normally do either. Right. Um, exactly. So I'm glad you kind of pushed through Thank that. You. What's your favorite part about that tune? I don't know, man. It, I, I really just love the whole song. And it's, it's something that, it, it's funny that that's the way it is because I hate songs like that that are called, like, California. Yeah, but, dude, like, hey, there's, but some, there's some meat and potatoes the, to that, like bro. You said, yeah. it's like because when you hear a song called California, it could be, oh, I went to California. Or it could be, yeah. I never thought I'd fall in love with California. It's, you know, the interesting thing to me is that, man, there's... When you think of, dude, there's such a stigma with California. Well, and, and with and the, the thing about that song is, is I've had people like grown, grown men, grizzly, shy, not shy, but like people, intimidating dudes come up to me after I play that song and be like, hey, man, I really like that song. I, I didn't think I'd like that song, but I really like that well, song. Well, that's, to me, that's one of the things that I think is amazing because there's something to it. And, exactly. and it's about the pretty parts of California. Yeah. You know, that, beach. And I mean, but you could also interpret it in other ways, too. It could be maybe the, maybe the she booked a 747 to California because she's from there, and then you fell deeper in love with your woman. <laughs> oh, dude, for sure. And, then you know, that's kind of the soft thing about it. And I, I'll tell you. The, the lyrics are great, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a sucker for stuff like that, you know, beat songs. What we back? What you got? Out of every song you've written, what's your favorite? As of right now, it's probably that one. But most of the time, whenever I, whenever I write songs, it's my newest song. You know what I mean? And that, but it's kind of your like your flavor, right? Mm -hmm. Because I play these songs all the time, so it's like. Like, I've got songs on my first record that I still love. Like, I love all my songs about the same, but it's, I, when I, like, I've played so many songs so many times, but then, like, the Weekend in the Country song right now is probably my favorite. It's, it's up-tempo, it's hot, it's It's fun. my brand-new song, and I've only played it seven times, probably. Yeah. So it's, like, flavor of the month, like you said. Well, you know, I catch myself. It's interesting, and, and, and tell me if you're like this, because I, I think it's funny. I'm in the process of recording this eight-song album. And it's almost completely done. But I have been done with it for about three months. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, yeah. like and it was funny. I was talking to um, um, a guy. That, well, I work at Rosewood all the time, and they record Aaron Watson and Josh Ward. And apparently Aaron Watson is like that, too, like what you're talking about. He just dude, I get wore out on it, He's done. Too. Yeah, he's done. He, before he's even finished recording it, he's done. I mean, I love going to the studio, but I hate going to the studio. Like, I love what happens and the stuff that comes out of it but it's so it's draining it really it's really draining well and that's the piece that to me like and and, and it, it is exhausting and man sometimes if you're playing a bunch like i catch myself going in the studio and while i'm in key it's not me right exactly. it's like a zombie in there well, playing because you're working six is, or seven nights a week or whatever that looks like when you are working with a producer because then like something like i really wanted that on my song and they're like no it's just not good i mean but they know better do you so feel like, so? So that's an interesting question, and you know, I think there's some relatability with you and I here in this, and that's one of the things I like about doing this because not only is it good to find out about you, it's good for me, good for yeah. you. I have, I can't look at myself objectively. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, man, sometimes that if you're trusting people and they tell you that's not good, that means you're you trust those guys enough to cr take your creation. Yeah. 
and do something with and it. And that's what I had, I had to struggle. I struggled with that for a long time, and that's why I wanted to do it all myself at first. But I had to mature and be like, look, you can't do it on your own. And obviously these guys know what they're doing. So I'm going to tell you, I walk into Rosewood, and I'm, I'm in there with all these session guys. There's about 350 years of musical experience mm-hmm. between everybody in that room. What the hell am I going to say? Exactly. And tell them that's different, and, and and you don't really know until you go until you've done it, until you've done it yourself, and then you've done it with guys that know how to they're doing. Well, and it. I'm gonna so it's funny you're talking about that. I, there's times, and, and and man, it hasn't bit me yet, but I walk in and I give a vibe, and then there's been times I say, you know what, y'all are creating the music. Tell me, exactly. I, I can sing around anything y'all create, and I've had a couple things that have been um, really interesting that I may not like. It's, but dude, but then all of a sudden it's like amazing because it has not doesn't even have my fingerprint on it. That's funny that you say that because that's kind of where I'm at with this record. I'm like I'm like like Dustin's got full reign on the producing on this thing because and then like have, like I'm there because I want to be like oh I don't really like that let's do something different but I'll just go outside and hang out or something and then come back in and listen to the song like oh yeah oh they're good that sounds awesome yeah bro and th- that's the fun part you know I'm there during the, generally if there's auxiliaries they kind of yeah, do that exactly. on their own but. I, <laughs> I, where I really get involved is because I'm a vocal guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I come from that era where there's big harmonies, and that's kind of the stuff yeah. that I'm really involved in. Yeah. Everything else, man, y'all have a blast. Yeah, man, y'all make the solos and whatever. Yeah, yeah, the have a good time stuff. with it. And, well, I'll tell you a funny story. I laughed. Um, um, Bryce Clark is the guitar player that's playing on all my stuff, and Bryce plays with Aaron Watson. And like what you're talking about, I'd never known him to be a chicken-picking guy. And, and he can but I, I made the mistake of going, hey, man, man, I know, I know that you're not really a chicken pig. He goes, I am. I said, okay. And, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's over there yeah, talking to yeah, the yeah, on you. Yeah. And I'm kind of laughing. I've learned not to say nothing. Yeah, man. They, they keep their stuff. Re- and that's the thing is those studio guys, they keep it reserved. And you got to tell them, like, hey, I want you to, let, I want you to go off well, on this thing. These guys, so one thing I've Which figured out. They don't want to overdo it. They just want to play to the song. Well, man. I'm going to tell, tell you. Them to let loose, they're going to let loose. The cool thing you're talking about, and, and this is, and I, I'll tell you, I'll never do an album again because I'm super ADD. And I'm done. Like, I'm literally yeah. done. I, I can barely handle one, much yeah, less one seven or eight. Little. That's what you I know. was worried about with this one, because most of the time I go to record a single. You know, well, and luckily I had one that was out, so it's only seven and not eight, and it's included. But, man, I, um, I got to sit in through, we recorded all the bones of the songs, like drums and everything, all at once. And, and luckily, Travis Bishop was in town. He, oh, he did he, some he, stuff on Living a Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's on everything I've ever done. And he now lives in Tyler. And so he was there. And having the piano, because I am a 90s guy, like straight up. Changes the game. It cha- it's exactly what I'm the organs. And he's, and he's so good. Oh, bro. And he's putting Clavinova on stuff. Yeah, and we've got. So I'm hoping some of that stuff that he did really shines through. I haven't heard the mix yet, but that was that would change my interest a little bit because I did some real ballady stuff, mm-hmm. and I did I did a, a cover on this like an old '80s cover from a, a song called "At This Moment" by Billy Vera and the Beaters. I don't know if you've heard it was on Michael J. Fox's uh, what was it Family Ties, and so we it was a really piano based record, and I didn't realize it at the time. Did you walk in? So the relevance to this conversation is not talking about me, but when you put these songs together. Was there? Did you really have a vibe that you were going for that you knew? Kind of like mine was piano blaze. I knew it was going to be, dude. It's going to be honky tonk, but it was going to be mature right. and have some dynamic to it, right? Sometimes I do, and then sometimes they just make them make themselves. Which is sometimes I have a vision, and then we go like I had a little bit of a vision on this record we're working on now. But like I said, I'm giving Dustin free reign. So if he has an idea, we're going to do it, and then. 
if it don't work, we just won't do it. And then if it does work, it's gonna be that. Yeah, much man, dude. And the, well, the fun part about it is that there's one song on here that I'm still not sure about. Mm-hmm. That they, but I told them do what you want to. I didn't give them any input at all because that's a, that's what's cool. And what's also neat is well, this is different from studio. But when you hire different guys to come play with you live, and then they're just playing it on the fly, and they hear your song, and then this is their take on it. This is what I would do as a steel solo or a fiddle solo. Yeah. Like, if you get a sub on guitar, this is what I would do on the guitar. Like, it's crazy to see how different musicians are and then, then how different your song can sound just by having well, a different and Have musician. you ever caught yourself having a studio version and then your guys play it oh, and you're yeah. like, dude, I, this, I wish we'd have done this in the yeah, studio. Yeah, it feels a little bit liver. Well, that's, that's cool, man. So you've got, we're, we're, we're about 12, uh, 8, 12. Normally we go about an hour. Are you cool doing a little bit longer? Yeah, I'm, I'm having cool. fun talking. Yeah, so, man, tell me, so you've got that song, California. What's the, you said something, check? What was what? I got one called Blank Check. Let's talk about that one. Tell me how that came about and you missing a pick. Drop a capo. Well, tell me about Blank Check and then so let's the play it. The funny a... story about Blank Check is, um, so my wife, at the time I told you we were living in Tool, Texas. And so she was coming home from work one day and she smashed into a buzzard and it smashed her windshield. And so it oh, took. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I took her to work the next day and she left it. And she's like, okay, the uh, windshield guys, they came to our house to fix it. And she said, they're going to come to the house to fix it. I'm not, or I don't know exactly what they're going to charge. I left the blank check on the table. And I was like, I was looking at it. I woke up that morning. I was looking at it. I was like, man, I wish I had a blank check. That'd be cool. And, and I was like, oh, shit, that's a cool little song title. Isn't there a movie called Blank Check? I think there is. A yeah, little kid had is. a blank check, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think there is. I don't know if that's the name of the movie, but I, I know that's the premise. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, There's something yeah, like yeah. this blank check. But, uh, and I was like, that'd be a great song. And so I wrote it. And it's on this new record. It sounds really good so far. I'm really digging it. This is another one of my favorite songs that I've got. But it's another one of those cheesy songs, kind of. But it's, it's country. It goes like this. It's hard on hoe for a working man. It's hard to make a living when you're living as fast as I am. Payday comes quick, but the money goes quicker. Had just enough cash for my bills and some liquor. Now my bank account's in the negative again. If I could find a blank check, I might buy a new Corvette. I might buy a new house with a yard and a boat and a little bit of respect. They say money can't buy happiness, but it gets you out of debt. Yeah, it sure be cool if I could find a blank check. The cost of living's high and it's rising fast. You can sell your soul or trade a pot of gold for a tank of gas. Ain't it funny how the rich get richer and the problems get smaller while mine get bigger? Can't wait for the day I can look back on this and laugh. If I could find a blank check, I might buy a new Corvette. I might buy a new house with a yard and a boat and a little bit of respect. They say money can't buy happiness, but it gets you out of debt. It should be cool if I could find a blank check. 
me some time to kill It wouldn't mean nothing to add one more thing to my bill If I could find a blank check I might buy a new Corvette I might buy a new house with a yard and a phone and a little bit of respect They say money can't buy happiness But it'll get you out of debt It sure be cool if I could find a blank check they say money can't buy happiness, but it'll get you out of debt. Yeah, it sure be cool if I could find a blank check. There you go. Hey, by the way, there is a movie called Blank Check. All right. Yeah, old people. Sticking together. I'm just talking about me and myself, my friend, not her. <laughs> I didn't even realize what I said until I said it. You notice that? I pulled that sucker right in reverse. Yeah, just you and yourself <laughs> and you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's funny. I don't even remember what the movie was about. But, dude, it is kind of about that. You yeah. know, they're just doing what they need to. That is a great country song. Yeah, I think so, too. Is that the vibe of it on the record, too? Yeah. Yeah. What's it's, the signature lick on? Is it guitar? It's that still? little yeah. As it, it, right now, I mean. Uh, did they do the, baritone or did they do just. I this? thought about doing a baritone, but we're in drop D, so it kind of sounds yeah. like a baritone I, already. Yeah, that's funny, yeah. But uh, but I thought about adding a baritone, and we may still. It's still so, pretty early in the recording process. So you've played three of the songs that are going to be on the album so far, right? Mm-hmm. Man, they, they do kind of have that. It's a cool vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's, it's fun. Be, it sounds fun. Yeah, it'll it, be a fun record. Dude, even California's a pretty song, but it's still a fun song. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not Well, I've, I've listened. Like, you know how it is. You get your rough mixers or whatever. Like I said, we're not even done yet, but we just finished tracking lead guitar, so he sent me the bounces of the lead guitar stuff so I could just listen to it. And uh, even just listening to it like it is, I listen to the whole record and the track order and stuff that I want it to be in. Like, and it just kind of flies by. So I'm like, hell, I guess. So that's a good, a thing. good vibe, right? Yeah. And it's so, man, so I know this is kind of a weird technical question, but Harry, so you know, you can do Instagrats like when you release. I know you've talked with DJ about this before. Are you going to roll it out over a period of time and then kind of that, with that strategy? Because yeah, I, I think, think you can so. do four. I think I think I'm going to do two on this next one. I think two Instagrats. And then I don't I don't really know I'm kind of Jake Worthington just put out a new album and last the end of last year he put out two singles and then like the way he did it was pretty neat because he put out two singles two music videos and then let you ride it until he did the album so I'm I'm thinking about doing something like that but I'm also thinking about doing something different well I mean, so you might think about something I'll tell you what and I, just interesting strategy and we've been talking about this with other artists. Have you seen how prevalent, like, acoustic versions are? Yeah. Right? Yes. So, if man, so David M. Burns did this the other day, and, man, what song was it? I'll tell you how to look it out. And we've, we're doing this with Jake. We're doing it with that Summer and You, that song. And it's California uh, would make a good acoustic bro, song. Bro, that's so, think about it. If you've already got the mm-hmm. acoustic vocals, you can leave those same vocals, and yeah. Dustin can go up underneath and do some acoustic and yeah. percussion and get you a totally separate ISRC then, code. Yeah, exactly. And, and man, that's just you, more money, people, more, more, yeah, more pennies in our pocket. Yeah, and more pennies. And then also, bro, you get another version. And, man, sometimes what's really weird, the acoustic version will They'll crush. they like that one more, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that song, that's depending song on how that intimate would, that would, that people would like the acoustic version. I think version so, too. More. And you could actually take and pull all that off yeah, I think so and put too. a really nice finger and, man, you know, a rain, well, not a rain stick, but a shaker and, mm-hmm. and man, maybe a dobro or something yeah. that would fit. Yeah. Um, we are talking about doing that with a couple of songs with artists. Pardon? Oh, okay. 
yeah. So like, man, doing stuff like that with songs is something that we've talked about. Like, I've got a couple acoustic versions of songs, and then I've done a piano version of one. And it's always fun, and they're always a little different, right? Well, what I think would be neat is uh, doing like a bluegrass version and then doing oh, an acoustic so, version. So, dude, and, and the, a, the cool part about what you're talking about, like, I, like I'm, I'm working on kind of funny, because everything, the world's about content, right? And you, yeah, exactly. So we do, we're doing this really interesting, I'm going to do about six of these. And there will be three to four per, per EP. I'm doing six, like, like EPs that are going to be called, and it's under the covers, volume one, and I'm going to do them at different studios. That's cool. And so, man, and what's cool about it is on each one, there's going to be guest singers on one of the tracks. So we're cross-pollinating audiences, right. right? And so they get stuff, and man, and so I'll share the streaming with whoever's on it. But the reason why we're doing that is, because, and they're all acoustic. It's all acoustic track. I did a version of Little Red Corvette that's got this real pulsy, we just cut it last week, a real pulsy kick drum. But, like, think about what I'm talking about with content. The reason why I was talking about acoustic, you can do stuff like that. Um, you can do stuff like what you're talking about. And, again, for independent artists like us, I think the big key is is not necessarily how much you're making per song. It's the catalog. Exactly. Well, that and the more you're in front of people's eyes at this point, I mean, because eventually it's going to be – I mean, because, like, Lainey Wilson blew up over the last year or two, but she's been doing this shit hey, for bro, 15 Hey, bro, I saw years. her at Highway 30 two or three years ago. Right. And she was just kind of getting stuff. And it was the, uh, I know a few things a man ought to know. Yeah. That had just come out. And I then mean, she so took they off. they were just hitting. And she's killer, too. Oh, my God. And she's, she's country, as, you know, she's country as a sandwich, yeah, right? exactly. So, and, and the interesting thing for me is there are those trajectories. And, and the other thing, too, man, there's so many options. And did you notice what she's done? She was just on Jelly Roll's record. She's oh, been she's on everywhere. multiple. She's on Hardy's. Everywhere. But, but that's with intention, exactly. right? So. So the stuff that is, and it's hard, man. Because, you know, I was talking to your manager earlier. We were laughing about how as, as artists, you know, we run into, you encounter it, and you know what I'm about to say. They want you to do well, but they don't want you to do better oh, yeah, than them. Exactly. And, and what I think is, is, man, if you share and cross-pollinate audiences and your styles are drastically different, you know, like you're friends with Brad. Brad and I do a lot of work together. Mm -hmm. And we wind up doing work together because... Man, first off, there's a respect, and we, man, we wanted each other to do well, and he knows if I can take him with me, I will. And I, exactly. And, but that's part of what Lainey's process is. She's doing it with Jelly Roll. Yeah. She's done some stuff with other people that aren't big. She's just, mm -hmm. and I think she knows what it's like to starve a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the, the challenge. Well, she was up in Nashville for probably ten years before. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, she's there's another guy that's from her area. Um, it's a friend of mine named Dan Smalley. Mm -hmm. that wrote um, my Christmas song with me, that is, You Jingle My Bells. And what's funny about that is, is uh, he has been up there with her for a long time too and extremely talented and kind of had a different career path and, and not found the traction that she right. has. And, you know, females are also starting to make a climb. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like a women's revolution now in the scene. Bro, I'm down with it. I, Look, I saw that the Highway 30 Fest this year did a full women's lineup hey bro, on the first day. My, that was awesome. I did a podcast with um, Texas Country Today just recently when we were reviewing songs. And there's a, a ch chick named Caitlin Thomas from Australia. And she's got a banger out called uh, Pretty Little Thing. And it is like Keith Urban mixed with Gretchen Wilson. All and right. it's fire. And it's got yeah, banjo. Well, we cool. were talking about it. And he started talking about that. I have been at Highway 30 the last three years. I didn't get to go this year. Well, I would have been this my third year. I've done some, some of their sponsor parties and played their sponsor parties. But, man, when they decided to do that all-female night, Tanner, I was, like, questioning. 
Because man, we know what that yeah, dude. It was deal. it was one of the most. High, it was the highest attended day, and man, and I'm sure Lainey has well, something to do with it. They had a bunch of. Well, they had Morgan Wade. Well, and I saw Morgan there, and she was she's ki- killing it too. But well, that's what another thing that's cool is those people go to these festivals like that. They get on these festivals, and then that's kind of another stepping stone to get up more crowd. Well, like and the and well, the one thing you the other thing that I'll tell you, and you know, we were talking about this too. Texas is amazing, but they're like Cody Jinks said, he had to get the hell out of Texas yeah. to make traction because you had exactly. Randy Rogers, Wade Bowen, and look at what he's done. Um, the audiences, I don't know how much you've traveled. I know you've been in Colorado. I've been in Idaho the last three years: Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Washington, and Oregon. And I've done anywhere from eight to ten different runs in the last period of time. Those people are diehard. Oh, yeah. They're, and they like pop country. They like traditional country. They like Texas country. They like red dirt. They like rock. And and I think it's kind of like we're spooled down here with Texas high school football. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same kind of music. And exactly. when we go up there, man, it is a story, huge deal. Yeah. And, man, you sell merch. And they if you come up there again and you got a new shirt, they buy your new shirt. I have people that have 10 or 12 of my pieces of merch. And I was at Highway 30 last year. And there were 90 or 100 people that I saw throughout the week wearing my hats and my clothes. Yeah, that's cool. And I've just played a couple little things, you know, and, and, and it's a different, it's just a different trajectory here. And I, and I know sometimes it's hard. We think of funding as artists and, and, and getting out. But the music that you're writing, and my point to this is, dude, it could cross some boundaries up there. And the other thing is, is, you know, being a star is a unicorn. Oh, and yeah. I, I, so at the end of the day, we build a business and a exactly. career. And right? this, I mean, if you look at it that way, I mean, at this point, you gotta just got to be happy with. Well, and, and, and again, it's about making money and mm-hmm. making a living and being content, you know. And, and, and I think that all the stuff that we're talking about that we've just talked about in the last 10 minutes about acoustic versions is about building a career and a catalog and having things that to give to your fans. Dude, have you looked into the Patreon thing at all? No, but I'd see a lot of people that so are So let me it. tell you a funny story. There's an old guy named Mark Allen Atwood. Have you heard of him? I know who that is. Mark is a – I do some work for him. And we had been – he had been on me like as a modern guy. What do we do? What do we do? I said, man, you need to look into Patreon because he has about eight or 10,000 people that really follow him. And he does well. Dude, his first – his first three days – I don't remember the exact amount. I might be exaggerating, but it was $450 a month worth of Patreon. Damn. So it's a residual yeah. income. Bree Bagwell's yeah, making a living the, doing it. That's the one that, that's the really why, it's, why I know about it, because I see Bree's doing her Patreon She's killing stuff. it with it, yeah. too. And, and, you know, and we, we, we see how shows go. You can have two people. You can have 2,000. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's somewhere in between. Yeah. You know, so what's been your biggest accomplishment? So we've been talking about careers. What do you feel like has been your biggest accomplishment since you've been doing it? Well, I mean, uh, 2019, I won the New Emerging Artist Award at the Texas Country Music Awards. The what now? The t- 2019, I yeah. won the New Emerging Artist at the TCMAs. Oh, cool, man. And then, uh, which that's been the only accolade, I suppose, other than just wholesome feeling good about, oh, that was a nice gig, or it's a good crowd, this is why we do this. Or, but, I mean, all, the, our, right now, my biggest achievements, I'd say, is just being a recurring act on that cruise and then winning the 2019. And you seem like you're making some money. You're doing this for a living, mm-hmm. right? Yes, That's sir. awesome. What, what, what was your favorite gig you should Oh, yeah. What's your favorite gig you've played? My favorite gig's got to be that cruise. I, I mean, was about to say. You can't beat that. I mean, because I play. So the very first year that I went on there, I played, I opened up, I was the brand new guy, I was 19 years old, I'd opened up for 
So the first year they did it, it was all acoustic acts, and there was two bands. There was Reckless Kelly, and then uh, I want to say maybe Bart Crow or some somebody like that was full band. I love Bart. Yeah, I love him to death too. He's been on every cruise too. He's cool, man. And uh, so easy to work with. So I had opened up for the every night they did acoustic acts. I opened up for them, and there was probably there was three or four different acoustic, all high profile names like Zane Williams, William Clark Green, Jake Worthington, Holly Tucker, um, David Adam Burns. Uh, Jason Cassidy, a uh, bunch of different guys. I can't even think of them all. But uh, so that was the first year, and I played three times that year. And then the second year, I played twice, two full band shows. And then COVID hit. We didn't get to do it for two or three years. And then last year, we played two or three times. And then so it's seven-day cruise, and I only played once or twice. And the rest of the time, we're just cruising, partying, drinking, yeah. beaching it up. See, that's awesome. So that's probably the coolest gig. Who's your favorite music artist? Hmm. I don't know. I go through phases. Right now, like, Jake Worthington just put out his new record. I'm, I'm playing the shit out of his new record. Oh, you know, Jay, so, man, I've got a f- couple funny stories about Jake from Amarillo. <laughs> Can't really talk about him on the air. Right. Um, his internet, though. Well, <laughs> I, I'll put it to you this way. I literally got a text from him. He shot this video while we were hanging out. And I don't drink anymore, so it's uh, – th- this was back in those days. And he sent me a note that says, do not show anybody that video. <laughs> right. And I started laughing. I go, no, I won't. And I, I've, I've gotten rid of it now, but I think I was sleeping on his shoulder. And he shot a video of me sleeping. He goes, I've got this big gorilla sleeping on me. <laughs> Just, just good times. Good time, man. We what? hung out on that cruise, and and uh, I got a picture with him, and I didn't even know it was him because he was wearing a wig. But was then he? when I went back and was looking at it, I was like, "That's Jake Worthington." I didn't know who it was when I took a picture with yeah. him. But then I realized who it was because well, he was wearing a wig. You talk about um, you talk about Jake a lot. Um, it's a small world. He does a lot of stuff over at Rosewood, so I kind of hear a lot about him, you know. And he's got a couple cuts that are coming up on the new Josh Ward album. Yeah, Josh picked up a couple of them that they're going to be doing. And, and Josh know, is going to be on that cruise with us this year. I didn't know. So I've done a couple shows with him, and it's been in the last year. But, man, those guys, Jake is just a phenomenal talent. Jake is my favorite on the circuit right now, I think, because he's, his sound is what, I'm, what I love, what I grew up hearing. And so it's interesting. I, I didn't know this at the time, and I haven't talked to him since he released this article, but <clears throat> that night I saw him in Amarillo was a Christmas show. We were coming back. My parents were moving to Texas, and my brother and I were in a um, – had a trailer loaded up with all the crap, and it was just the two of us, and we stopped. And I, I don't I don't think it was Chesney's, but I don't remember what the place was. But it I was played Bre- out there a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Bree Bagwell, Randall King, and Jake Worthington doing Christmas Song Swap. Well, that is the day. He actually – I remember we're sitting there, we're drinking TX whiskey in the truck. And we're listening to these songs that he put up. And he was telling he was like, man, I've got some really big things happening, man. And I just found out about it. I can't really talk about it because I don't know for sure what's going on. That was the day he got the call from the label that he's with right now. Oh, when yeah. I, and I didn't know it until I read this right. story. Yeah. And so it was kind of funny. He was beside himself. And we were partying. Oh, so bet. he's probably yeah. having a good time. Yeah. And we caught him sitting at the bar and went out and hung out with him a little bit. But. It, it, it's just a really funny deal how his career's progressed, and you've been following that, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I met him in 2018, but and then I mean, just since then, I mean, I I knew knew about him before that because he was on The Voice and stuff. But 
I've been keeping up with it. I mean, we need to put out the big time lonesome song and then oh the, God, uh, yeah. and then, uh, th- but this new record, man, there's not a song on there that I can't listen no, to. No, dude. It's, uh, it, and it's got some killer grooves. I cover, I cover a couple of the songs he's yeah, got on bro, the Yeah, bro, that, what, the, uh, the next new thing, I think I is one of my I love the next favorite. new thing, State You Left Me In. That's a killer that, song. Well, he just played Kenny Store and I saw a bunch of live video. That song, She Ain't Used, one I've been jamming what a lot. What is it? She Ain't Used. Oh, yeah, bro. Mm-hmm, that's a good one. Well, as you know, and, and so when you think of that now, do you, do you feel like your writing style is kind of tailored towards that a little bit? Well, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it weird how that happens, you know? He put that record out. I'm not going to lie. He put that record out, and I'm like, damn. I don't want to put out my album this year. <laughs> well, the funny part about that whole deal is, like, you know, I've been hearing a lot about these new songs just through Drew and Carrie, and, man, some of the stuff they play me has just been off the chain, man. Mm-hmm. So it's... It, I'm excited that if you're doing anything like that, I know I've heard a couple of those are killer. I don't know we're sitting. It's 8.30. We could talk. I could flap gums uh, all I night long. I know. I know. It's, look, you, did you order your hamburger or anything? I got me some fish over okay, there. Okay, so let's get this thing. Let's play one more song. Do one more And then you. before you play it, talk a little bit about where we can find you on social media, any kind of gigs and stuff you got going on. Y'all can look me up at TannerSparksBand.com, and uh, we've got uh, merch for sale on our store. I'm on Facebook at Tanner Sparks, old-fashioned country music. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and anywhere you do the social media stuff, the talk tick and the TikTok. Ticky tack. Yeah, the tick tack. Whatever the hell that's called nowadays. Uh, and uh, we're as for gigs, I'm actually we've been doing a bunch of private shows this summer. That's pool, awesome. The pool song tour. Yeah, that's a good. The pool song and, tour. Uh, and then uh, we're headed to Nashville in a couple of weeks to do some stuff up there and do some make some. Do some marketing and some rubbing some elbows with some folks up there. We got a couple cool meetings we're gonna go and do. And right on, bro! Exciting. Hopefully, some cool things come out of that. And then we got a couple gigs up there. But uh, and then we'll be back. And I got a couple weddings that I'm playing when I get back. And weddings then, are the hey, that's the financial end of your uh-huh. deal. I know. And then, you know? And then we the were cruise, talking about that, course, weren't we? We were talking about we, before cruise, you got here. Of course, in October is gonna be the highlight of the year, probably. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, and, uh, man. Well, cool. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Tanner Spark. Come on! So I've been playing a lot of the new songs, so I'll play a song that I've actually got released so y'all know what you're looking forward to if you hear it on the internet. This one's called Playing the Role, and uh, since we're on the cruise, I feel like it's a good cruise transition here. It goes like this. This will go down to my buddy Cody in the crowd. I wish I could set sail On a boat that I've built Just to get away From the world for a while In the whiskey I drown The bottles pulling me if I fall down, I doubt I'll crawl out again. Because this life's too hard for a drunken fool. Staying out late, hugging that bar stool, and he's all alone. When he gets home, he might pick up his guitar and play him a song. Sing about the time when she was around, Lord, what would she think? 
She'd seen him now just wasting his life Right there on that stool Playing the role of a drunken fool I've never been the kind to run away from my fears I never knew what it was Until I wound up right here So I tried to stay strong To keep you out of my head But I still have those nights Where I dismiss you instead because this life's too hard for a drunken fool Staying out late, hugging that bar stool when he's all alone When he gets home, he might pick up his guitar and play him a song and Sing about the time when she was around Lord, what would she think? And she'd seen him now just wasting his life Right there on that stool play the role Of a drunken I swear this life's too hard for a drunken fool Staying out late, hugging that bar stool And he's all alone When he gets home, he might pick up his guitar And play a song And sing about the time when she was around Lord, what would she think? If she'd seen him now, just wasting his life Right there on that stool Playing the role of a drunken fool I wish I could set sail Well, you know how you know a good song, right, bro? Did you hear him getting in the mic? I was like, hey, hey, he's singing along with you, man. I thought somebody was singing along. That was him. I was like, hey, 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 did you hear that? Blah, blah, I was like, blah, he's, man, man, he's going to town, man. What well, cool, Tanner. That's a catchy tune. Huh? Uh, yeah, dude. So much fun, bro. I'm so glad you decided to join us, man. Oh, I've had a blast with you. Nice everybody. to find, nice it's to finally meet, for long. sure. Yeah, yeah. we've kind of crossed paths here and there, but yeah, so briefly. many common people, you know. But, dude, I'm so proud of what you're doing, and I'm excited for you as well. Um, I think that. Uh, Man, there's some cool stuff happening. Whatever we can do to help you from over here, man, just let us know, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude, for sure. I sure will. For sure. Well, man, I'm going to tell you what. we are. It is that time. We are ready to rock out of here. Man, this is Dusty Motes at Texas Tailgate Mondays. Man, had a great show with, with Tanner Sparks. Lots Thank of you cool for having stuff. me, buddy. Oh, man, anytime, brother. What a blessing. Thank you for being here. Man, it's Dusty Motes and... Braxton Motes. Braxton Moats signing off from Texas Tailgate Mondays. Live out here at the Lake House, 
Brought to you by smithmusic.com. Texas Slick Beverage, non-alcoholic teas and beers, R. Watson Boots, and Sharp Leather Supply. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to be back next week, multiple guests. DJ should be back from his vacation by then. Unless Braxton wants to come do it again, we'll just tell him to stay home. We can make You can make some money. You want to do that? You need some more Jordans or some North tennis shoes, right? Anyway, Texas Tailgate Monday, guys. Thank you. Peace out. Love you a long time. Yeah.